Hello and welcome to the NTT20 betting show. I am Ali Maxwell. Opposite me is George Ellick. And I mean, we are so many things right now. We're so excited for the start of the EFL football season, which kicks off on Friday night. Uh, we're recording this on a Thursday afternoon. We are also uh, weary, aren't we? It's been a, a really busy week, George, and just so many cool and exciting things happening. Yeah, really good. It's, it's funny to be um, kind of knackered before the season even starts, <laughs> but it does feel before a ball's kicked that we're ready for a bit of a rest, and that's what the football's going to bring. Um, we, it's fair to say at the moment, we don't have a sponsor for this show, so a bit of a, um, you know, regular listeners will notice that, but... That is incoming, and we wanted to do a betting show anyway. We enjoy it. We know a lot of other people do. So the way this is going to work, um, because it's the first game week of the season, is we're going to give you three bets for the weekend's fixtures, and we're going to give you two anti-post bets each. And last season, of course, we had the structure of the nap, and, and then one from each league, and, and the goals bet. But we're pretty open um, to suggestions on how this is going to work this season. So. This is a bit of a, I guess this is our pre-season friendly in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're here to win. We're going to play hard. We're going to try not to get injured. Uh, and we're just going to ask you guys um, what you want to see change in the show, um, how you want the structure to be, if you want us to, to document our, our winnings and losses and stuff. So keep that in mind and yeah, just tweet us any suggestions you have for the betting show. Best place to find us is always at NTT20pod on Twitter, uh, but we are available for discussion on Instagram, I guess, uh, and email as well. You can find all sorts of links on our Twitter page. Uh, before we get into things, just a reminder for those who, who do listen to the betting show that while we enjoy punting recreationally, we also understand the risks behind it and we want to make sure that you do too. So, uh, of course, gambling is only for over-18s only. Uh, and if you want more information on the risks attached, uh, the website to go to is gambleaware.org.uk. So please do have a look at that uh, before you get involved. And we're previewing the opening weekend. Again, no match in focus this week because we haven't got much, sort of many data points, I guess, to work with, many uh, obvious lineups. It, it's all a bit, of, a bit of guesswork. But based on the research we've done for our pre-season podcasts, and if you're listening to this, then you better have listened to our 1-24 to prediction podcasts for all three divisions. Uh, we have both picked out a couple of fancies for opening weekend, a couple of things where we don't think the price is quite right. So, George, let's start with our naps, uh, which is our, our individual best bets. Where are you looking for this? Yeah, I'm looking at Forest Green against Oldham here. Um, I would say that, personally, the first day of the season, a lot of other people I know who, who are pretty pretty sharp basically ignore it. But it's my favourite punting weekend of the season. Um, and I think it's probably my most profitable in the past. Because if you have spent a lot of time uh, looking into these teams over the summer, um, you have much more of a chance of having an edge on the market as any other time where all the information is available to you. So if there are teams out there that you think are a bet for relegation, for example, because they're you know they're much worse than the market suggests, then you can get some good value on, the, on opening day. You can get teams at home who maybe in a few weeks' time will be heavily odds on around about the even money mark. Because if your you know if your work is correct and, and the way you rank these teams is 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 on point, then uh, then they should represent value. And I think that's what I've got here. Um I'm not enamoured at all by this Oldham team. Um it has to be said. I I I'm trying to steer clear of getting involved early on um on new managers, it must be said. And they have one here in, in Laurent Banid. Uh, and we don't know much about him, so he could be a tactical 
genius, um, but I'm willing to, to take the risk looking at their squad this season um, and looking at the way that last season progressed and the way they conduct their, their business activity, I guess. Um, I've, I've backed them to go down. Uh, you're looking at the players they brought in. It's hard to know what to make of the likes of Florian Gonzalez, who's come from Auxerre. Um, I mean, other players, this Desire uh, Azankpo from, from Seneca, you, you just these are all massive punts and, and judging by some of the uh, some of the players they brought in last season um, you wouldn't have much faith in them being being of the right standard I'm not entirely um, with Forest Green this season I must say I'm concerned about the loss of Reese Brown um, and I'm concerned about uh, the loss of Christian Deutsch I don't know if they've necessarily got the goal scorer that they need um, but Forest Green were very very good at home last season and this is one of those examples. I mean, and James Morton is a player from Bristol City who comes with a big reputation as well, who could fill that role. Um, and this just feels like one of those games where it could be just a top seven team playing against relegation fodder. Uh, and you can still back Forest Green odds against at 23 to 20. And as I say, I, I feel like if this game was played in four or five weeks' time, that 23 to 20 would, will be a, a much shorter price. So that's where my two points are heading this time around. Interesting stuff. Uh, my nap this weekend, opening weekend, is Exeter City. They're at home to Macclesfield. Uh, you can get them at 11 to 10 if you find the, the top price by using Odds Checker, the comparison site. And I mean, look, at the start of the season compared to the end of the season, the amount of teams that will be under even money uh, is, is much much fewer uh, and that's exciting as a punter if you feel like you know your stuff uh, you know by the time the season finishes sometimes it, it can look a little unappetizing the the general slate down the EFL but but not on opening weekend I think there's there's three teams under evens uh, in the championship uh, I think there's only two in league one one of which is obviously Wickham playing at home to to Bolton and then there's two in league two uh, Salford and Bradford so to me, to get over even money for Exeter to beat a Macclesfield side that, to my eyes, is still in some state of disarray heading into the season uh, is, is, a, is a bit of a, a godsend as a punter. Uh, Exeter, we can, I think, fairly confidently expect to be, I mean, as good as they were last season when they just missed out on the playoffs. Probably a little bit better with Matt Taylor having had uh, you know, a, a full summer of pre-season. He obviously had that last season, but it was after the departure of Paul Tisdale. And he was such an influence that you have to, you have to expect that it was a, a difficult summer of sorts, just in terms of atmosphere around the club. But I can't imagine the same this summer. Although they've lost Hiram Boteng, who's a, a big loss. That was very early in the summer. The replacement, Nigel Atangana, came in early. They've also got... Um, big reinforcements up top. Obviously, friend of the pod, Alex Fisher, joins. But so does Nicky Ajose, and I know that you're expecting big things from him. Uh, and, and Randall Williams, who had an, a good first half of the season in flashes uh, on loan last year at Wickham, uh, and who is now, I believe, permanently with Exeter. Someone that I think could give a bit more X-factor coming from out wide, which is, you know, with, with Nicky Law last season, he played a bit out wide, he played a bit through the middle. He's a very versatile midfielder and a very good midfielder. But I think in terms of skill and pace and, and, and yeah, a bit of something extra, I think that's what Randall Williams can can bring to this team. Um, they've added, well, experience at the back, Gary Warren, uh, Tom Parks, of course. And um, I, I just expect them to be in pretty good nick to start the season. I don't think you can say the same, particularly about Macclesfield. I mean, it's hard to, of all the sort of squad depth 
charts that you can see on Transfermarkt. Macclesfields is, is one of them that I sort of trust in the least because although I, I do trust in that website to give me my, my major research tool, uh, I think there's, there's, the futures of, of many of the players from last season are still up in the air. For example, Elliot Durrell is still very much there on the list. But from what I've been told, what I can see on, online, Durrell is looking for another club, not involved at Macclesfield this summer. And this is their key you know, midfield player, really, their key hub of creativity. They've lost their two strikers, of course, Harry Smith and Scott Wilson. Um, and you know the majority of the replacements are, are either non-league additions, uh, cast-offs from other League Two clubs. I think in Theo Archibald, they have someone that I could see doing quite well, in Jay Harris as well from, from Tranmere. So recruitment-wise, it's not all too bad. But you know the squad is thin, and I'm not entirely sure what sort of a team will step out on the pitch at St James Park on Saturday. So uh, just over even money, 11-10. to 10. I think extra my my best bet. Uh, on opening weekend, uh, which leads us to... Well, I was just going to say, I may as well do one of my um, antipost picks now. Yeah, go on. Because you've, you've done the argument for me, really. Um, it's Macclesfield to get relegated at 7-2 to two from League 2. That's with Black Tight. Um, you've hit the nail on the head, really. They've had these off-field troubles. Um, the data last season, even after Sol Campbell um, came, uh, came in, didn't really improve. And it just feels like they've got their work cut out from the word go. Um, you know what does a good season look like for them probably coming 22nd so it's always a difficult market um, this one because you've only got two spots and you can easily back a, a really bad team to go down and, mm. and still get gubbed but um, yeah at 7-2 to two, one of my antipost um, probably my strongest antipost fancy really is Maxfield to, uh, to get relegated well why don't I talk you through one of my antipost picks because it leads quite well into my uh, first other selection uh, I really do like Carlin Grant to be championship top goal scorer. Uh, he's uh, available at 16 to 1 with four places on the each way with, with various bookies to be honest that that's sort of the general price and looking down the list you've obviously got Mitrovic who is a very short price favorite for completely understandable reasons. I mean I, I I'm interested to see the extent to which Knockart and Cavalero actually create much for, for Mitrovic. I don't see either of their well, certainly not Knockart. I feel like he's more of a, an individual threat. Cavalero, a clever, a clever pass through the ball. His passing numbers were very good uh, in Wolves' promotion season. So, you know, and, and Kearney, of course, pulling the string. So I, I fully expect Mitrovic to be up there. Um, and then you've got Mopai, who's, who's a bit shorter than Grant as well. Not sure if he's going to be at the, at the club, uh, Brentford, before the start of the season. Looks like Brighton are, are pretty strongly linked. So looking at the uh, at last, last year, we were spoiled, weren't we, really, with so many players that scored over 20 goals. I think it was eight overall. And the only ones that are left, with the rest having all moved up to the Premier League with their clubs, the, like of, the likes of Puki and Sharp and Abraham, um, all been signed by Premier League clubs like Jay Adams, um, you, you, you know, there's only two left. One of them is Mopai, who we spoke about, and the other one is Jared Bowen of Hull. So it's not obvious to know who the over 20 goal strikers are going to be this season. I think the one I'm most confident in, in picking is Grant. I can't explain to you how explosive this guy is, but not just, you know, he's not just a pace merchant. He has got a real striker's instinct, uh, 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 an ability to finish one on one, especially um, that. You know, is right up there, really, from what I've seen in the EFL. Um, you know, I'm not saying he's got the penalty box movement of Billy Sharp or anything like that, but I see Huddersfield trying basically to, to play to his strengths. They've got a lot of good creative midfield players. Pritchard's going to be playing off the wing, but he's an excellent passer as well. So, 
If Huddersfield are to be a top-half team, which I think they will be, possibly challenging for the playoffs, I just see a lot of chances being created for Grant. And I really do believe that, you know, in, in just a few months' time, he's going to be established as, as one of the best goal-getters in this league. So at 16-1, to 1, uh, I'm going to go each way, uh, which pays four places. And uh, Carlin Grant is one of my anti-post picks for this pod. Uh, and it leads me into to Huddersfield beating Derby on Monday night, live on Sky. Uh, they're 6-5, to five, best price uh, that I saw on Odds Checker when I looked it up beforehand. And this is, you know, it reflects in the fact that it wasn't my nap. This is a, a sp- not speculative, but it's not a massively strong fancy. Uh, of course, we don't know necessarily what to expect from Huddersfield. The general pre-season vibes out of Derby in terms of performances have, have not been particularly positive. We know that there's still obvious holes in that squad. We know that Koku is going to try and develop some of the young players. Uh, Louis Sibley is someone I'd like to see more of, and Max Bird, of course. But generally, I, I'm not sure to start the season anyone would say that they are sort of well set. So to, to travel to a Huddersfield side where, you know, according to Stephen Chicken, who we spoke to a couple of weeks ago, the vibe's pretty good. Uh, we know that the players they have are, are, are very, very good, and I am going to pick Huddersfield to beat Derby on Monday night. Uh, at 6-5 to five, as Derby sort of get to grips with life under Koku uh, and life without some of those big names from last season. Um, so that is one of my anti-posts and one of my next best picks. George, talk to me. Blackburn at home to Charlton. Um, firstly, Blackburn are very solid this season coming up. Um, they haven't lost key players. They've kept Lenehan, they've kept Dak, uh, brought Gallagher in who should give them another threat up front. Um, whilst Tony Mowbray is there I've said this over and over again they're, they're very hard it's hard to see them regressing in any way shape or form um, Charlton on the other hand you have a look at the team that's expected to play this weekend there probably won't be a better time to play them um, a midfield duo of Jake Forstakowski and Albie Morgan two players who were there last season who, who were worse than what they had at their disposal then who were deemed basically not good enough to play then um, and because they haven't been able to strengthen they haven't been able to replace Aribo, to replace Cullen to replace Bielik they're going into this campaign with a, with a far weaker first eleven than last season. Um, and they came up through the, through the playoffs as the weakest of the three promoted teams. Uh, I think they're a bet to get relegated at 9-4. to four. Um, And you know Blackburn's record at home last season was, was pretty good. They won 10, drew 7 and lost 6. Uh, if they're going to have a similar record this season, I'd be pretty surprised if Charlton are one of the teams to take points off them. So it's currently 5-6. to six. I can see it basically being backed as we speak. Um, yeah, it looks again. It looks like one of those where if this game was happening in kind of mid-September, um, we'd be looking at very different prices. My other next best is Lincoln to beat Accrington at home. You can get just over even money with Marathon. Looking at the the odds checker grid, generally they're just under even money. So uh, I'm going to snap that up while I still can. I guess with Accrington, you know, we we were relatively positive about them in our 1 to 24s I don't ex- I expect them to be uh, you know very competitive in, in every game the concern is is goals from open play McConville being such a uh, a key man in terms of goals for them is you know reflects well on him and his goal haul of 15 last season was one of the most impressive goal scoring performances from midfield uh, in the EFL but um, Billy Key barely scored really from open play I I think he had something like 10 goals let's say and only maybe four of them were from open play I'm not sure those numbers are right but a low percentage were from open play Key will not be involved Uh, he's missed pre-season with Accrington 
Um, and so, again, they're relying on, on either Zanzala, who's not shown himself yet to be a natural goal scorer, although he can stretch play. Um, and, you know, Clark, obviously, off the wing, McConville, etc. I guess my main point is that we're clearly both feeling really bullish about Lincoln heading into this season. Uh, the, the, the big question mark off the back of us putting them in the playoffs in our 1-24 to predictions was, where's the goal scorer? Uh, and I guess the two answers to that as we record are Tyler Walker. Looks like he's signing in the next few hours or in the next day or two on loan from Nottingham Forest. Of course, uh, he'll be joining up with George Grant, who I can imagine is, is a good mate of his from Forest days, and they played at Mansfield last season together as well. Uh, and we know that he is a, a, a very promising young attacking player who scored a lot of goals in a good team last season in League Two. Um, and if not, John Akinde, who you know, didn't score very many goals for Lincoln last season, but was still their main striker in a promotion campaign. So they showed that there's... There's more ways of, of, of being a good team without having a 20-goal-a-season striker. And, and, you know, that 20-goal-a-season striker is always a major topic of conversation at this stage of the season where every team, or rather 80% of teams, don't think they have one and think they need one. And, you know, there's different ways of doing things. And I think with Grant and Payne having joined in the summer, um, you know, Lincoln are going to get goals from, from other areas. So I'm going to pick them to beat Accrington. I think the vibe is going to be so good at Sinsel Bank. The, the, I can't wait to see what their attendance figures are like. They've trebled their attendance since Danny Cowley took over uh, three or four seasons ago, which is astonishing, just a transformation. And I'm going to back them to beat Accrington. And I'm going to get the, the 2.02, just over even money, uh, with Marathon Bet for that one. Um, George? Yeah, League One. Um, bubble bursting, I think, possibly. Burton at home to Ipswich. Ipswich took way too short, um, so I guess this is a bit of a lay bet. Um, the bet I'm tipping up is Burton draw no bet um, at 53 to, to 50, so just a shade. I mean, it's, it's a decimal price for Marathon, basically, but, yeah. but I deal in fractions. So, um, Yeah, you've got a team in Ipswich who are coming down off the back of being like, abysmal, basically, of being like, really, really poor. Um, and they've, they've strengthened in bringing in um, James Norwood. There's no denying that. And they, they've obviously got a decent squad. But just the whole market, I'd have to see... It wouldn't be a massive surprise to have them as one of the, you know, as a, as a top two or three team. But you've got to see it first. And they seem to be priced up on, on reputation rather than evidence. Burton, on the other hand, were, were fantastic at home last season. They, had the sec- they got the seventh most, most points at home. Uh, in the league, they won 11 games at home last season. We expect them to go well again. Uh, it's a very, very difficult place for Ipswich to go to kick off their season. Um, we saw, you know, equivalent of the Sunderland last last time, just getting ahead of Charlton 2-1 in what was a very difficult game for them in their first in their first game. And um, you know, I don't think a point's a bad result for for Ipswich. So, you know, taking that bit of insurance as, as the draw, no bet. So if it is a draw, you get your money back. I, I think Burton are a bit of value. Um, and you know, even if Ipswich do get there and, and do kind of develop into to a top, you know, a promotion team, it just might take a bit of time mm. because they were just so so bad. Um, I can't see why a team who are just so bad would go from being that bad to suddenly being, um, you know, a, a, a top level team even against worse opposition. We've been very lucky, or very grateful, I should say, for the responses to our one to twenty four podcast. We were expecting a bit more abuse I guess or a bit more or a few more haters shall we say and and there have been 
a very, very small minority, which, is, which has been mostly very pleasant. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday fans are not thrilled, which I can kind of understand, but they don't seem to understand that given they don't have a manager, it's very hard to predict exactly what they will do this season, but they don't seem to think that matters too much. Um, the, the thing I thought we'd get a bit more of was anti-NTT20 sentiment from Ipswich fans because we had them fourth in our placings mm. and it's the complete opposite isn't it I mean the messages that we've got and they've been one of the most vocal fan bases in response has been that's either about right we're quite concerned or do you know what that looks a bit too high we're, you know, we're really concerned so that the general feeling doesn't seem to be that good and, and even Lambert himself quite a few quotes recently where it doesn't feel like uh, everyone's too happy but we'll see what happens my Last anti-post bet. I mean, I should mention that, and this is an obvious one for anyone who's listened to all three 1-24s, that the Leeds-Portsmouth-Mansfield league title winners Trixie is obviously alive and well uh, and hoping to, hoping to do us well come May. But um, aside from that, uh, this is just one. And look, I'm the sort of person that doesn't want to tie up too much money in, in anti-post markets because it's a long time. So the short price stuff doesn't normally excite me. I will say that having stumbled across uh, on Bet365, Pompey to be the top southeast club in League One at five to six, uh, I thought was, was just sort of very, very kind and generous. Uh, if I run you through who else they've got in that market, it's Oxford United, who George is not feeling very good about. Gillingham, who I think we thought were going to be solid mid-table. Wimbledon, who we had in our bottom three, uh, bottom four rather. Southend and Wickham, just above it. Uh, and Portsmouth, who we think are going to be champions at this stage. Uh, so the, the five to six there for, for Pompey, top southeast club on Bet365, I thought was uh, of interest to those who are, who are happy to tie something down for, for nine months. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll add the short price one in as well. So you can double them up. Um, Cardiff, top six finish. is six to five best price with, with Paddy's and... And Betfair, but um, Bet365 are even, even money. So the double there would be five to six and even money. Um, it's They're just, I've said it so many times this week, but well, <laughs> but as long as Neil Warnock's there, they're going to be solid. They're not going to concede many goals. They brought in a striker who people who know a lot, of, lot more about him than I do seem to be incredibly excited about him um, for less than they sold Zahor for. Um, Zahor, who having threatened to be half decent, basically wasn't. So no big loss there at all. Um, my excitement about Gavin White is, is fairly obvious as well but they've also got a back four who, who are just were so solid when they went up with 90 points I think the squad's improved since then um, Warnock obviously still keen for the fight as well so uh, top six finish at six to five I'll take but for the double is, is even money um, if you're looking at the teams kind of a similar price to them West Brom are about the same price as well um, Fulham a little bit shorter uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be fairly confident on on Cardiff being the more solid of the lot. Okay, let's recap what we've gone through here for opening weekend and a couple of anti-post fancies as well. My best bet was Exeter, uh, just over even money, eleven to ten at home to Macclesfield, and yours was Forest Green. Forest Green, what price of Forest Green? Twenty three to twenty. Lovely, twenty three to twenty. Really mixing decimals and fractions here, which will upset some of the purists that uh, that like to get in touch. Uh, my next best bets were Huddersfield to beat Derby uh, and Lincoln to beat Accrington, both of those home teams, both of them just a shade over even money if you know where to look and use odds checker for this. Uh, your other best bets of the weekend? Blackburn, um, 5-6 to six, and Burton, Burton draw no bet at 53-50. to 50. 
And then my anti-post selections were Carlin Grant, 16 to 1 each way, paying four places with various bookies uh, for top goal scorer in the championship, and Pompey as the top southeast club in League One at five to six with Bet365. And you had Macclesfield relegation seven to two and Cardiff top six at six to five. So this is the point where we say goodbye, but we also say Maybe more so than on other pods, we would really appreciate you guys getting in touch with us. Uh, If you tweet us at NTT20pod, feel free to send us a DM. Our DMs are open if you would rather keep things private. Uh, What we're asking is at at this stage, in terms of the betting show, which we would like to and intend to continue with throughout the season uh, on Thursdays like we did last year, but at this stage, having had a, a really busy few weeks, still plenty up in the air and there's still plenty to be to be decided. So just at Given that, we'd really like a, a bit of input from you guys, a bit of feedback, I suppose. It's always really valuable for us to know what you guys like, uh, what you're into, what you don't like, uh, what things you find important that we do, what things you find maybe less important that it appears we find important. Anything like that, we would absolutely love it if you got in touch. It would mean a lot to us. And we hope that you enjoy the opening weekend of the season. Of course, we will be podding on Monday to recap things. Um, there's going to be so much to talk about. And thank you to everyone who's listened to our, our preview podcast, our 1-24 to predictions especially. If you haven't, please keep listening to them. We're trying to break all of our records. Uh, we are breaking all of our records, but we want to sort of set the bar high for the rest of the season. So share them if you enjoy them. Tell your friends about them. Uh, post on your club forum about them. We just really want them to, to be spread around the place. And uh, thank you so much to anyone who has sent in kind feedback negative feedback thoughts hopes dreams um thank you very much for listening and as a a reward for those who want to send in some feedback and who have stayed to the end of this betting show here is an idea of just how rusty we are to start the season hello thanks for tuning in and thank you so much for listening to the not the top 20 podcast betting show i'm ali maxwell and george ellick Look, it's it's the start of the... F- <laughs> You're both. <laughs> <laughs>